Get this, a dating site for anti-vaxxers called Unjected. Unjected has been removed from the Apple App Store. While 47% say the unvaccinated make me upset or angry. I wish that he would go further to restrict the activities of the unvaccinated. Unvaccinated guy who gobbled horse goo? Rest in peace, Wheezy. The Unjected Show with your hosts, Shelby Thompson, Heather Pyle, Scott Armstrong, and Zach Brown. Call 1-833-3-UNJECT, extension 888. That's 1-833-386-5328, extension 888. Lines are open now. The Unjected Show is intended for an adult audience and may contain explicit material. User discretion is advised. What's up, Aloha. everybody? Aloha. Aloha. How's it going? Good. What's going on with you guys? Zach, you been at the beach all day or something? No, I listen, it's the Rockstar episode. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh I didn't even think of that. My no, actually, I just have a fucking splitting headache. And so I don't want to. I have lighting. And so anytime I have anytime I have a headache, I get headaches every once in a while. Yeah. And I always know when I'm going to get a headache because I start s- seeing not dots, but it's like a blur right in the middle of my vision. Oh, my gosh. And so because uh, of the lighting, I don't want to let light. Yeah. In. Cool. OK, sounds good. Um, yeah, Shelby's adjusting her, her camera settings. Like I'm just doing a little whacked out. We're today. good. No, we're good. We're good. It's been uh, it's been a fun day. It's been an awesome day. I'm very excited. You guys, this is going to be. Uh, yeah, yeah, this is gonna be a, a pretty remarkable episode for you guys, and we got a surprise guest here for you. Came in right at the, right at the end. So, well, let's bring in our uh, our two guests that we have on the thumbnail. We have the great Michael Graves um, and Frank hi. Kavanaugh, friend of the show, Frank Kavanaugh. What's going on? Hello, guys? hey guys, how are you? Good. good. How are you? Doing? Good, good, good. Um, well, thank you guys for joining us. I know it's kind of last minute, uh, but this is great. You know, we're all a part of this awesome thing, the great American Liberty Awards we're putting together. And uh, so we're going to get into that tonight. We're going to talk about, you know, all kinds of fun stuff. But I also am really excited because we have another surprise guest that Frank invited. You guys, you guys know him. You guys love him from Infowars.com, the great John Bound. John, what's up, man? Uh, applause, I guess. Yeah, here. See, it, like the I need to get my sunglasses on the rock star episode here. <laughs> Me too. What yeah. is that? Oh, he's got he's got the whole. Oh, yeah, he's got I, one too. Yeah, I don't have applause. Uh, <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> yeah. Great. Well, thanks for having me on the show. Uh, if there's anything I can do to help you lovers out there, oh. you, know, <laughs> you may not know from my reports, but. Uh, I know a thing or two. <laughs> it sounds like it sounds like John. You need to do our new video, uh, the voiceover. We need. Who is, who is the guy who does uh, the Coors commercials? Forget oh, the guy's idea. name. I'm Coors idea. Banquet Beer. Oh, that's um, Sam. Sam Elliott. Elliot. Sam Elliott. Yeah. Oh, there you yeah. go. John. So what else? So the, the the point of that was John. You should have sex with Sam Elliott. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, and. It's interesting you bring up Sam Elliott. And I, you know, I don't, I, nothing against Sam Elliott. Um, this is kind of a weird position here for this, Mike. Let me move this over. But I always thought he was from Texas. He was born in Texas, but he's, he's grew up in California. So, but, you know, he's pulled off the whole Texas thing his whole career. One of the weird things about California is like in the 80s, they kind of like, it's not California now. Like the 80s, California kind of had like farmhands. 
Like it, like early California was like fucking men. Mm-hmm. You know, you yeah, dude, the whole West Coast, all the pioneers, grapes of wrath. Yeah, yeah, the, the Oregon yeah. Trail. Like, whatever happened to those Oregon Trails? They were so manly that they hated women yeah. enough to start being attracted to other men. Like, that's <laughs> so. Like, that is about how good the West Coast was, post, uh, you know, late twentieth century or pre early twentieth century or late twentieth century. And now it's gone full take, circle. I went to right sunglasses back. and I came back to like Brokeback Mountain. What happened? Oh gosh, I don't know. You know, I don't know. So we have a little bit of pride here. <laughs> Pioneer pride, man. Well, sweet. Dude, they awesome. had to be butt fucking all the time because their wives would just die. The Oregon. Oh my god. Yeah. The Oregon Trail game. The movie. Well, there there were ugly women too. You know. Uh, yeah. So, so they that's... couldn't really tell the difference. It's kind of like dwarves, you know. Well, the <laughs> no, I don't. I have no idea what the fuck that means. But yeah, yeah. When you yeah, like, J.R. Tolkien, like the the dwarf women have beards. They're not very. They're very handsome women. So and it may have been the same dilemma. Listen, I believe you. I just can't relate. But I the the move westward killed everybody, and so if it especially you, the Native Americans, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true. We know if about you, that in Hawaii. If, if your wife and your sixty three children died on the way out there, and you, you can't, you got to be fucking somebody. So <laughs> I'm guessing. If I had to guess, truly, I bet there was a more gay sex than you would think uh, on the on uh, the Oregon Trail. Probably a lot of bestiality too. I was just probably. gonna say that. That's wow. probably why they made it illegal. I mean, wow. so much of it was going on, right? They had to make a whole law for it. That's this that's conversation the is worst. Taking for the worst. <laughs> well, that's the that's the injected show. Yeah, I guess. Well, the injected show, guys. So, so could yeah, be the origin it. of the lizard people. Could be. That's right. Could be. I think they've been around a lot longer than that. They've been doing That's their true. dirty deeds for a long time. They're, they're the ones that were having sex with us. That's is the li- are the lizard people the Anunnaki? Is that what that is? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I think by some estimation. Yeah. Some say it's interdimensional. Some say that they're like, um, you know, uh-huh. entities that kind of exist outside of what we're able to perceive, you know, but still have influence and they're able to be interfaced with through certain yeah. uh, rituals and things like that. So, or you can um, vote for them. Or you can vote for them. Yeah. 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 Yep. Well, everybody, we got so much awesome stuff going on in the world. Like, okay. So the injected show brought to you by injected.com. You guys injected.com is live in full effect. If you're out Go there, if you're, out. if you're single, if you're looking for connections, if you're looking for an unvaccinated partner, yes. injected.com. You can't the steady go wrong. show. The steady yep. show. You gotta, you gotta stay safe. You got to stay safe, man. And it's yeah. like, who knows? Like, we still, I mean, we have some anecdotal evidence and there's some studies coming out, but still, it's like, we don't even know what's in mm-hmm. these things. And it's like, you know, the fever pitch of the shots have kind of died down, but we know that they're working MRNA into everything now, yeah. you know? And so, so that's, that's why it goes along with the idea of being injected is so much more than just not taking the COVID injection, right? It's, it's like, it's a whole mindset. It's like, okay, so we now know it's infiltrating the food supply. So now we're being more mm-hmm. vigilant with where we source our meat, where we get our vegetables. Yeah. You know, it's, it's in like, pork. Yeah, it's, it's in, in pork. pork. It's, it's already in pork. pork. Yeah. You know yeah, what since I've been doing? 2017. You know what I've been mm-hmm. doing since since probably actually since the, the podcast? I've been looking up like chemicals and topical shit, like sunscreen and deodorant and shit. And I'm not gonna I will say this. I'm not gonna lie. I did the organic deodorant, it doesn't fucking work <laughs> you just haven't found the right one i don't know it i'll just tell you the one that i had d 
didn't fucking work. There you go. So I don't know. You can, I mean, find, you can find one. You'll find I promise. One. I'll send you a link. Yep. But are you saying, can we just, oh, hold on. Are you saying that you've become red, more red-pilled since the podcast? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if that's red-pilled. I think it's, isn't that wh- no, white-pilled? No, it's totally red-pilled, I think, no, when you I start realizing that there's chemicals and it's shit. It's black-pilled, yeah. No, is no, it yeah. Really? Black-pilled. black-pilled is bad. White-pilled is uh, like... Black-pilled is just... Black, so, no, black-pilled is like... sucks. Not, yeah, black-pilled is not wearing deodorant just because what's... Yeah, the, yeah. yeah no, okay, no deodorant works, all deodorant sucks. Gold-pilled. Gold-pilled, yeah. Yeah. Ooh, gold-pilled. I want to be people of color-pilled, whatever the fuck that, wherever that leads me, that's where I'll go. There you go. Well, well, let's start off with with this. So, Frank, you've been on the show before. We had a episode five, I believe. It was Data Rockstar, right? We tried to solicit some uh, callers to call in, but that was when the show was still like a little baby show, and uh, we're growing every time. So, maybe when we open up the phone lines, you know, maybe well, there's a shot for that. But Michael, you're you haven't been on the show yet, so why don't you give everybody a little bit about your background? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well. My name is Michael Graves. Uh, <laughs> I love you, bro. <laughs> I love this. I was born March 21st, 1975. I was born on the Aries Pisces cusp. I always <laughs> dreamed of being a musician, and I became a musician for real, I guess, in 1995. I joined the Misfits. Uh, I released a bunch of records with them in 2000. And one, I left the Misfits, uh, went solo, as most people who leave their bands like me do, I guess. And then uh, I was canceled in by like 2003, and here we are. That's awesome, man. That's Ooh. awesome. Man. So I mean, I remember what led what led to your cancellation. No, listen, I, I'll, I'll be serious. So I, I really, I've I've been a musician almost 30 years professionally, and the path that I've been able to walk down has just been just an incredible one. All the people that I've gotten to meet and the the things that I've gotten to work on um, advocating for the West Memphis three, I got to work with innocence project. I've gotten to work with so many incredible faith-based organizations to mentor um, young people, artists um, just, you know, I'm like the Forrest Gump of, of, of music really. Um, all the people that have that have come into my life, and all of the people that I've been inspired by and motivated by, and um, have been blessed to have in my life, like like you guys, like Frank Cavanaugh and uh, you know John Bound. Um, it's 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 an honor. It's a blessing to be to to be here. Yeah, man. Aww. And so, yeah, dude. And thank you for being here. And so, like, you've been behind the scenes helping out with the American Liberty Awards as well. So uh, grateful to have you on that. Um, yeah, man, that's so cool. Yeah, so Zach was asking, like, what, what was that the cancellation over, and what was that whole process like? Well, in two thousand and three, there was, uh, you know, I, I come from I come from the punk rock community. And, you know, obviously the Misfits were were a punk rock band, and so there's there's punk rock music, and there's also the movement of of, of punk rock. Uh, and in about 2002, 2003, uh, a whole lot of money started to flow into into punk rock. And there was a website built by the lead singer of No Effects named Fat Mike. Um, oh, yeah. And he, he they they built a, a website uh, called punkvoter.com. And punkvoter.com, the, the goal was to 
um, was to register a, a half a million young people and have them vote in a block and vote Democrat to defeat George Bush in the election. Um, and so I, I knew Fat Mike and, and some of the other people that were working on this website, and I had contacted them. And we said, basically said, if you're going to target, you know, this is the days of warp tour and, uh, you know, ways to really disseminate your information. So I contacted them and said, if you're going to start a website like this and you're just going to give everybody just one side of the story, I, I don't think that that's I don't think that that's fair. I think that's disingenuous. And I, I think that we need to be more responsible when it comes to young people's minds. So those people basically told me to go fuck myself and bring my conservative, crazy beliefs somewhere else. And so I did. So me, um, Andrew Wilkow, um, uh, uh, and, and, uh, his name escapes me right now. It's been a long day. Uh, Nick, his name is Nick started a website called conservativepunk.com. So I became very vocal, obviously, because of, and, and became the, 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 the face of, of conservative punk because of where I had come from in the misfits. I started writing articles. I started appearing in, in media and really articulating why the left in America was becoming more and more dangerous and starting to describe the radical, you know, the radical policies of, of governments, Marx and Freud and just basic American history. Um, and the New York Times wrote an article about me and what we were doing. And in this was in about 2003, 2004. And that was it. I was blacklisted from all my tours got canceled. I, I wasn't able to nobody in the media would even speak to me. It was because it was just the same. Now it was the same virus that you're given and everyone just turns their turns their back on you and and you're and you're left in a ghetto i i was these are the myspace days like i was banned on MySpace. <laughs> wow dude. That's, that's the og, OG. that's og whoa that's intense yeah wow. fighting the good fight for a long time that's awesome yeah for a long time and then i i started to work with the uh advocate for the west memphis three um wrote songs with Damien Eccles while he was still well, on I, death row. I, I don't know what the and I'm sure there's people listening who don't know what the West Memphis three is. So back in the nineties during the coming out of the satanic panic of the late eighties, there was a case down in, in Arkansas, little uh, West Memphis, Arkansas that involved basically three kids who were Love Metallica, they were metalheads, were blamed for the satanic ritual killing, supposedly, of three young children in West Memphis, Arkansas. The things that were used in, in court were, for example, one of the first things that was put on the prosecution was that it was a full moon that night in West Memphis, Arkansas. There was no evidence that these three young men had committed the crime. What the fuck was the accusation? They were werewolves? What was the... <laughs> that they were worshipping Satan, that they were doing satanic rituals in the woods, and 
because they love Metallica and they dread and they were weird and um HBO made documentaries were about they weird? It. Of course they were weird. Okay. I just I wanted to verify. Yeah. <laughs> HBO <laughs> made a documentary about it called uh Paradise Lost. There were three documentaries about it. Um, so I got involved in advocating for it. And one of the people who was accused of it, his name was Damien Eccles. He was my age. And um, he and I from, from death row uh, created, created songs together. We wrote like five songs together and I recorded them in Arkansas crowdfunded the, the record and, and put it out. That helped me with the left. Cause there was a lot of, progressives that were in involved in that uh jello biafra henry rollins people like that so it was all good i got back to work in my career i was doing like 180 shows a year internationally all over the place i was killing it then in about 2017 2018 they came for alex jones and anybody and anything that was connected to alex jones started to started to to get targeted well i had been um uh reposting paul joseph watson and alex jones you know infowars articles like forever forever mm -hmm. and in 2018 there was um a canadian festival that i was supposed to headline until they threw me off because I was reposting InfoWars articles, Alex Jones, Paul Joseph Watson. So that opened up a whole huge thing. I couldn't get into Canada. I started getting canceled again. Um, I joined the Proud Boys. and I'm, I'm trying to make this as quick as possible. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, you're good. No, you're fine. It's, Hurry it's up. No, I'm going to take the contrarian. Shut <laughs> <laughs> the fuck up. <laughs> In 2020, after the lockdowns, um, I refused to do this blackout Wednesday that the music industry was doing in support of BLM. Oh, Jesus. Mm -hmm. um, and at the time, I, I had a podcast and it was, you know, thousands and thousands of people would listen when I when I broadcasted. So it erupted into this whole big thing. And I was working with Bruce Johnson, the Beach Boys. We had a podcast, too. It was really cool. Um, but everybody freaked out. And then, again, I came out in defense of my position against BLM and Antifa, and that was it. Um, people went nuts and, start, again, started canceling me. The, uh, my band quit on me. My manager quit on me. Everybody that was associated with me walked out the door. And... It was, yeah, everybody, everybody left. Um, and then I joined the Proud Boys in, in like 2020. Because of the work that the Proud Boys were doing behind the scenes, and Frank knows this as well, there were people that were on the ground and they were working with local chapters of Black Lives Matters to de-escalate <clears throat> violence that was occurring in the streets and and i knew some of the guys that were that were that were proud boys that were doing the work and so i joined the proud boys in the midst of all the turmoil that was happening uh with me and being canceled and so that i could be 
and I knew that the Proud Boys were, were building something special at, at that time. The organization, the group was really amazing. Um, the leader, I, the leader was uh, Enrique Tario. Uh, I actually, I was, I because I had a proud. I forget his name. I forget the Proud Boys name that I had on my show. He's in federal prison right now. I think still for January sixth. Um, big, big guy, big white guy, uh, kind of directly under the Fed. The uh, Enrique Tario. What was it? Do you know his name? Joe Biggs and uh, Joe Biggs. And, uh, Joe Biggs. I had Joe yeah. Biggs on my show like huh? early on. That's behind the paywall, folks. You gotta go get that. There um, you go. But what I will say about the proud, I don't know a ton about the Proud Boys. In I, I, you know, you um, sh- there's been a lot said in the media. Here's what I will say. I did have disagreements with Joe Biggs on my podcast, but it's not whatever it is, like whatever you think, if you've only consumed the perspective of the proud boys from the mainstream media, that's not what it is. Yeah. In fact, like I disagreed with him where I thought I wouldn't. And I agreed with him where I didn't think I would. It was, it was a very interesting, I, that's what I'll say about the proud boys. I had a very small experience with him. Yeah, I, I marched with them, like the in Oregon, like that was one. Well, of the that's hot because spots. you're a white supremacist. No, that well, maybe. Yeah, the the, the Proud Boys. Uh, just for the record, yeah, let's just say it out loud. They are not racist at all. I'm no. a Proud Boy as well, and part of the reason I joined is the fact that we were just representing uh, men in America of all, you know, creeds, what, you know, whatever, and uh, that was it. And and there's the the only thing that that the proud boys do is that there is somewhat of a self-confidence male ego attached to it, which is what you need to survive as a species. And that's it. And, and and that threatens the status quo that there would still be self-confident, independent thinking American swine out there, you know? So that's that. And so they turned us into white supremacists, by the way, uh, I take severe offense to that, having been born in 1971, that anyone would ever consider me a white supremacist. My parents met, uh, they were in a band in Ohio together. They opened up for Ike and Tina Turner. I grew up in the 70s. -hmm. You know, you hear people say, I have black friends. That doesn't even compare to what I experienced. I I mean, I, I just had friends. I just had friends. And so to, for, for the media to immediately call me or Joe Biggs or anybody else that was just concerned about an election, which you're allowed to do in this country, uh, white supremacists and Nazis and all this stuff to drum up fear, which is how, you know, cult leaders control their flock. And that's what the that's what the Mockingbird media does. Uh, they control the flock with fear and you know i mean it goes back to it goes back to the beginning of civilization really the the tactics that are being used so um yeah that's a positive thing that's a that's a thing to be happy and and optimistic about is the fact that you know a light bulb goes off over your head and you realize these people aren't white supremacists in fact we are the very opposite we're generation x and we're tired of the boomer generation and their uh guilt fest of having not grown up 
with people of all i mean i'm i'm like mm-hmm. i'm three races inside my body mm-hmm. you know but but that the fact that this generation is so uh weighed down with guilt that they would put it all on us which is a lie it's just you know it, with truth it eventually breaks through the lies but um yeah i just want to make that point cuz I, I don't think i've ever said that out loud is that I, I reject being called a racist or anything like that. And also, um, if people do do that to me, defame me and call me a racist, I take it so personally that I will sue you. Mm-hmm. I will find a way to sue you if you call me that. You're going to have to prove that I'm a racist. And good luck. Yeah, and one, luck. Of the th- one of the things I always like to say, too, is like, okay, so you don't want to mm. cross a person who has – a platform or hardcore video editing skills like John Powell does. Because he will make a whole presentation on you. That's right. <laughs> That's what I'm and I've done it. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. You guys check no, out. I probably got, yeah, I probably got video. about 12 videos expressing what I just said. But There you go. Yeah, uh, I've never said it You know, in this free-form podcast That's awesome. uh, if you guys, format. If you guys don't know, Band.Video, Bound Report, epic. Yeah. And I love that I love that you said that because people try to call unjected and you know this whole entire thing that we do they compare us to Nazis. That's because I'm on. Probably. <laughs> well, I know, right? But even long before you, Zach, uh, they, they were still calling us Nazis because when I started talking out about you know the the danger of the blood supply and how I felt about it and people protecting themselves and having safe partners and people to reproduce with. And then they try to compare that to eugenics. And I'm like, you know, that's not even at all Mm. the same thing, but um, yeah, I I absolutely feel you, John. It's, it's BS and fuck you guys. Can I add one more thing about the whole relationship aspect of this? Yes. Uh, My only relationship advice. Um, Marry listen a white to each woman. other. No, listen to no. each other. It doesn't mar- it matter who you marry, it, but it, no. Uh, <laughs> no. Um, my mom's Filipino, by the way. So um, listen to each other. You want to have a good relationship? Take, make an effort to listen to each other. If you don't want to listen to each other, then you don't have a relationship. Yeah. So that's where it starts. That's my only advice. Absolutely. But the thing, but, but I think there was a study that said that women, like men, men, they men speak like two thousand words a day, and women speak like two hundred thousand words a day. <laughs> right? Yeah. Talk, Sounds about man. right. I'll listen though. I won't talk that much. But I'll <laughs> no, I want to talk about the Proud Boys though. The reason that they got those guys in jail, Enrique is not white, so how can he be a white supremacist? He wasn't even at January sixth. They've got him for sedition. He's they got him up for eighteen years for sedition. He wasn't even in January sixth sedition. The first time it was used in 200 years was with Stuart Rhodes. And they were actually talking with the Black Lives Matter leaders to defuse stuff. And that's exactly why they are persecuting them so much, because they're not racist. But they're like they're they're an example of badass men who do not give a shit anymore. And that's that. That's what I, I never joined the Proud Boys because I don't think that. I wouldn't want to be part of a club that would have me as a member. Hmm. Like <clears throat> who said that Charlie Chaplin, but um, <laughs> like that, that's what they're scared of is. Well, you were in a band. <laughs> yeah. 
men who are like, fuck you. We don't care anymore. We don't care. Fuck you. You're full of shit. You've been ripping us the fuck off for years and we're going to, we're going to fucking stop it. And if you want to come to blows, well, it ain't like we haven't done that before, you know? So it's like, that is, that was freaking them out. And that's what they have to crush. And they did really. I mean, wasn't wasn't Enrique Tarrio a Fed? He was a Fed though. He was an FBI. No, informant. he well, he wasn't a Fed. That see, and that's the thing. That's Basically, the he, he would, fifteen years before him and his brother had gotten busted selling. Re, they were reselling like diabetes test kits. They were hmm. like they were getting them from fucking. They were getting them from somebody, and then re they were re. Uh, labeling them for the hispanic community reimagining them <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> off label everybody off label he testified to the feds as to where he got the stuff so that came out as he's a fed gotcha yeah okay. he so, never, so, so his his relationship with the proud boys had nothing to do with his relationship with or or his his interaction with the fbi proud the, boys had a relationship real- with with the fbi because when the marches were were being coordinated, they would the proud in Enrique Joe Biggs, they would communicate with local police and they would communicate to FBI what they were doing because there was always a threat of Antifa. And so when so then when when the media gets a hold of something like that, it's like oh it it automatically becomes oh well. Uh, you know, you you are an asset of the FBI, and so and so therefore you were a Fed. But if if it's if it's if it's just seen like that, well then you're easily called a Fed. But when when you really look at it in context, it's not it's not as if these guys were informing on people to get them in trouble to put them in sort of some sort of legal peril. It was quite the opposite. It was let's try try to keep everybody safe. And let the let law enforcement know the maneuvers of the groups to keep everybody safe. It was BLM and Antifa and, and all the other, you know, mostly BLM and Antifa types that 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 were offensively violent. Yeah, and I saw that firsthand in Salem, the capital of Oregon, like right at the courthouse. I went to several rallies mm-hmm. up there, and it was like you know very well represented with the Proud Boys and Antifa would show like, up. Over you know? twenty people died. Yeah. I mean, there was the the worst one for me was the the twenty three year old mother mm. who was standing on a bridge. She had a, like a a one year old child at home or something, and yep. she was standing on a bridge and she said, "Why or uh, all lives matter?" Mm. And somebody just took shot her out, her. just yeah. shot her right in the head. And we don't wow. even, you know, and we and we we all get, you know, everyone gets all crazy about Floyd and. uh the thing is, is there was over 20 people that were murdered due to the protests. And it's just like, they're just collateral damage. Like, yeah. like we're in a, in a war or something. Yeah. And then you find out that BLM is communist Marxist organization completely. And, you know, and then you find out that all of these people have their, their fingers in it. And, um, and it gets really dirty. It doesn't, it's no longer an organic movement. It's just a bunch of rich people, you know, uh, a plutocracy that's still controlling all of us and duping all of us. And, uh, you know, I mean, that's the beauty of things as they are now is the fact that, you know, we can still speak our minds. I mean, I could say anything 
I want Zach's probably going to say something right now, like completely <laughs> off the wall. Like, you know, the fact that Zach can do that right now. Go ahead. Uh, women <laughs> shouldn't be in the kitchen. They are equal, and I love them all. <laughs> wow, wow, that took a turn. Yeah. That, yeah. that was crazy. Dark, that was that took a dark turn. I don't like it when women wear sundresses and dress more feminine. I like it when they wear jeans and oversized t-shirts with a, a super padded bra and they have you know deep voices from smoking cigarettes for over fucking 18 years. I enjoy that. I like that. I like deep pockets in their eyes. So when you look into them, you see nothing but fucking a, a gaunt, hollow shell of whatever the fuck used to be there. I enjoy that. And women, you are equal to me. You're equal to me. You're, you're above me. Spit on me. Piss on me. Shit on me. That's why ladies are go. free on injected. Ladies are free on injected. If you guys didn't know that. <laughs> And I will say this too: we've got a lot of cool stuff coming out on Injected. Yeah, you know, we do. There's, there's, we were just had a meeting today with Foster from the Wellness Company, and yeah. Well, be cool. shit better be in motion because I'm going to create three profiles: spit yeah. on me, piss on me, shit on me, <laughs> and I'm going to see which one garners the most attention. Oh well, you'll have Social to verify experiment. all three. So good luck telling that to the yeah. little old ladies, uh, the injected nurses. I'll get they're not little old ladies. <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh yeah. They're, they're, yeah, I hope they're older. Old women love me. Well, yeah. maybe one. Yeah. I'll talk about Frankie Valley and how she used to get fingered in the back of a uh, of a fucking theater. was <laughs> uh, funny. Oh my gosh. Well, let's see here. <laughs> and that happened. Uh, fucking. By the way, Michael and Frank, don't act like that wasn't happening at your shows. Don't fucking sit there and not laugh, knowing that. No way, dude. People were getting trumped. They were getting freaking stomped on at my shows, dude. There was none of that romantic stuff happening. That can, can, can make that can make There's somebody like come too. Yeah, all these things can make somebody everybody everybody's just coming from different things okay so frank people were coming at oh your shows God, they dude. were coming oh. i believe it too they probably were don't sell yourself short <laughs> yeah <Don't> sell- <laughs> well what oh, do you guys think let's let's well, you guys want to talk about the american liberty awards a little bit yeah yeah so the american liberty awards let's check this out here um what we're seven <laughs> days out a little uh less than eight days out right um should we watch the video Oh yeah, they got the video queued up here. So I do have. Do oh, the the, the award days? video. It's seven hours oh, and twenty one minutes. Woop, woop, woop. On, Austin. I was gonna pull it. Yep. <laughs> yep. Can't wait. Yep. Hold on here. Let me do this. Let me do this. Pull that up. I I'm gonna pee. Okay. Yeah. Well, actually, let's watch the video. So this is the great Matt Baker preparing the Libbies. Forged in fire. Set in stone. Inscribed by light. Ask yourself. Do you have what it takes? To hold aloft. The light of liberty. To hold aloft the American Liberty Award. Join us August 12th, Austin, Texas, at the iconic Vulcan Gas Company. 
John, was it John? John, was that you? Was that no, you? I'd, no, I'd, no, 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 but be there at the iconic Whoa. American Liberty Awards. <laughs> nice. You have okay. to do our voiceover. That is yep. cool, cool. Yep. We need to do some a new uh, intro clip for the show, so we might need to figure something out there. But yeah, the I mean, how exciting is that? John voice. How exciting is that? I'm so excited. I can't even believe it. I hope everybody so listening excited. and watching has your tickets. You're planning your, your trip, right? It's such a wild animal. Yeah. The whole thing is just yeah. such a wild beast. Yeah. It's you crazy. Know, in the middle of, of all the... Sorry, Frank, go ahead. No, go ahead, dude. Go ahead. Well, I'm just going to say in the middle of everything that's happening, like it's like with, you know, the, the BS that's going on with Trump right now, it's just this never-ending loop of... Uh, uh, just it's just sad at this point that our country is doing this to itself and uh in the middle of all that there's this wild animal you know the american liberty wars to say yeah you remember you're an american you're an individual you have liberty you have all these rights you, you remember that right you remember that don't you remember how we used to all get together and yeah I, I was listening to uh, uh it was pbs the other night they had some kind of commercial about, um, and they had, you know, millennial uh, black folk on there talking about how black, they just straight up say it on PBS that black people created uh, are responsible for all music in America. And it's like, man, you know, Mance Lipscomb knows that's wrong. Muddy Waters knows that's wrong. John Coltrane knows that's wrong. And that statement in itself is completely racist and completely, uh, you know, it's propaganda uh, to divide us. The fact is, as Americans, you know, I grew up worshiping our Hooli records and uh, I, I worship bad brains and got to later in life meet HR. I know HR personally, like uh, Fishbone. I got to know Fishbone. Like these are the, these are the people are my heroes, you know. I because I'm an American. It's not because I wanted to be and like take from your culture. You are my culture. We're all the same culture. We're Americans, you know. So we need to start thinking like that again because that feels good. And yeah. uh, and pretty soon they're gonna they're coming for that way of thinking i mean they're they're doing it in europe with the social credit score they already got it going on i mean i'm doing a report tonight on china it is unbelievable what's happened in china uh i mean it's like it's out of a science fiction movie you know it's, it's a dystopian science fiction movie but it, it's really happening and to live under that level of control you know and for us to right now in this moment have uh, total individuality, total liberty, you know, have the power to look at your, at least the Bill of Rights and go, that's, that's an amazing thing because when that's taken away, um, and, and I'm not saying this for scare tactics or anything like that, I'm not trying to scare anybody, I'm trying to empower people, you know, go read the Bill of Rights, it, it will empower you, it will make you feel secure, it'll make you feel strong. You know, it won't make you feel weak. It won't make you feel afraid. It'll make you feel like, but you got to take the power back. You know, mm -hmm. anyway, uh, that's my two seconds. 
You know, the, taking the power back is what the American Liberty Awards is all about. You know, not, we're not, we, we, we win every battle because we're armed with the spear of truth and, and we keep losing the war. And I think it's because we relinquish the battleground. It's like Dylan Mulvaney was a huge, huge victory in, in the cultural, cultural war. And we need to own that. You know, the fact that Alex Jones was almost canceled four years ago and has persevered, that's a huge victory. The fact that, that Dr. McCullough went on to, 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 to save millions of people and is now, the, now, now part of a, a medical company, the wellness company, that's a huge victory. Um, <clears throat> we need to account all those and not retreat anymore and not, it's, it's almost like I consume news from morning to night and it's so depressing that it was like for my own mental health, I needed to start having fun. And instead of being like, why don't, I wish they would make an award show or, you know, somebody needs to do this. <laughs> it was like, well, shit, I'll just do it. You know, with yep. me and my friends and it's a, and it's a ragtag thing, but we pull it together because it is a beast. That's just like the United States of America was a beast and still is a beast when it was created in the same way where, if, if, if people knew the, the backstory of the making of the American Liberty Awards, like the drama that went into over the last two and a half months, they would just, <laughs> they would be blown away. I'm blown away. But I'm more blown away by, you know, when you fight with someone and then you're, you're not seeing eye to eye and then you work through it and you do see eye to eye and you, you both reapproach the conflict from a different perspective and you remain friends that can do nothing but bond you more and grow your friendship. And the the fight when me and John and me and Mike were growing up as Gen Xers, where my first band, the singer, sings for Sepultura now, Derek Green. He's one of the he's he's a he's a six foot four black Rastafarian who's one of the most famous Rastafarians in the world. And I could give a shit if he was white or black growing up with them. He was my best friend. You know, it wasn't even a thing at all. And they they've the melting pot where they're like, you come to America and get American, you know, you get American Americanized or whatever. They split it into identity cult, the identity politics culture, where instead of having a melting melting pot, we have little piles of puke everywhere. Mm. Of, this is my thing and you can't take from it. And it's 100% cultural Marxism right out. I mean, if you go, if you look back at it, you can see that the people that made critical race theory, they, they realized that it was we could no longer do it on the class thing because America had a middle class and you weren't going to get a revolution from the working class because American middle class was so comfortable that it just wouldn't happen. So they needed something else. And so they were like, we have to develop critical race theory because that's how we're going to divide them. And it, it, it people say communism never works. Don't worry about it. It's working, as John just said, incredibly well in China. And it's coming here. And I'll end this rant with this. Mao, taste, Mao didn't win the, the Chinese revolution by fighting anyone. He bribed the three biggest commanders and got over 300,000 nationalistic Chinese troops surrendered to him because he bribed the generals. He then took those 300,000 troops and sent them to Korea to fight against the Americans and sent them in human ways. So... That's what the Chinese are doing, the same plan here, where there's, there's no battle. They're just buying the generals, and they bought the Bidens. They bought 
the Bushes, you know, they bought all the players and you have the 3000 on top and then the like 3 million that are making their living off of it. And that's who we're fighting. The rest of 300 million are being controlled by basically 3000 and their 3 million minions. And the American livery world is like, excuse my French because fuck you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hundred percent. Exactly. Hundred percent. Like, that isn't. That's not French. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the first word you learn when you're French and you learn English. That's the first <laughs> word I always try to learn when I learn a new language. Okay, so how do you say fuck? That's the first thing <laughs> you need to know. That's the only thing. Right. So. Uh, yeah, man. So well said. So well said. And, and, and you know, Frank, we've done a bunch of shows lately, and it's like one of the things that I just love the most is like the idea of the parallel system, right? The fact that we're like everything that we try to do around here, what we talk about, like injected is, is a parallel system. You know, the American Liberty Wards is a parallel system. Band out video, Michael, your, your musical projects outside of the system. Everything that we're doing is, is outside of the system, you know? And, and this is what people are hungry for. They're hungry for something that's uh, not representative of this dying system, you know? And it's like, so we could work as hard as we can. We could try and focus and write the best song we possibly can to like win an Emmy award or something or when we can try to make the best documentary and win an Oscar, you know what I mean? But like their, their, their lollipops that they give out are, are meaningless. Like, I don't want mm-hmm. any of that. I don't want, and even if I could work as hard as I can to strive to be the best in that industry, but it's still, there's no, there's no reward in that. And so right. we're building a separate system where the reward in and of itself is the act of building. And then also like what we're trying to do is just honor each other. And so this, is such a beautiful thing that we get to do. You know, we don't want, we don't, we're done with them. We're done with them. We don't need their approval. We don't need their uh, uh, validation. None of that. Like we're out. What What did you call it, Frank? You said reclaiming the battlefield. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. Mm, I love that. But this, you know, this is a show about relationships, right? Yeah. 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 Let's shift gears. Okay. Well, I would like to formally ask uh, Michael to be the lead singer of our band because I'm doing the best I can, but, uh, this dude is he has the pipes. Okay. It's for the uh, I know this it's a that's a very uh platonic uh question, but uh <laughs> Michael's coming down to Austin. We're gonna hopefully he's gonna come over and we're gonna we're gonna record some stuff together. But uh cool. I think you're I think you're looking at the band right here. We just need a really badass drummer. Ah, I was going to say, if you need a lead guitarist, I got you, but no. Yeah. yeah. You know how many times that's been said? I know. I'll play drums. Really badass drummer. I'll play drums. Well, Michael's a really good guitar player, too. My my answer is is yes. Yeah, we've got stuff written. I I don't know if you've heard... uh, uh, can I cuss on this? Because it's the name yeah. of our album. Please yeah, see. it's uh, the name of our album so far. The working title is "Unfuck the Country." Ooh, cool. I like that. Love it. And uh, and we've got what do we? We have like I think like eight songs now in the can, but we're we're working together with other because there's so many musicians over at Infowars. We wanted to include all That's of them awesome. too. And what do you play, John? So we want, Oh, I'm. That's what I was. I mean, I came to Austin yeah. in '92 as a musician. I nice. mean, we made it. Me and my brothers were in a band, in uh, we were in New York City playing in New York City, and um, and we ba- they were like, "You guys are freaks," you know, "You guys are so good," and uh, we were. I mean, it's three brothers that are just having yeah. ESP on stage yeah. and Super you tight. know and 
yeah incredibly tight and so we came down to austin and soon learned how to live as musicians and it was really hard you know because yeah. i mean you're working during the day and and you're playing at night and uh there's just so much you can do without um turning into the black crows and getting in a giant uh brawl so but i've continued we we uh my brothers, uh, I have an album with my father and two of my brothers. Uh, the name of the band is The Printers. Mm. And we have a new album that we haven't released yet, but we it's already recorded and everything. And then my little brother, God, I hope I don't get him in trouble here, but uh, <laughs> my little brother is Ted Bound, and uh, he's in a band called Pacifier, which is a very, uh, they're a touring band. That's all he's done his whole life. Wow. And uh, you can go check them out on Spotify. Uh, nice. Ted's amazing, um, awesome. but so yeah, I'm a, I'm a musician. Uh, I come from the the woods of Kentucky, you know, bluegrass music and mm. blues and and all that good stuff, American folk music and so on and so forth. And uh, my grandfather was a piano player, and and uh, my father's a piano player, keyboard player, and. Um, and you know we're all everybody in in the family is some type of musician and so that that's truly what i am uh my father uh was a uh, just to give you a little background on myself i want to tell you the whole story it's it's insane but uh uh my dad uh was with associated press and got a peabody award and uh, i grew up uh in those newsrooms in washington dc and new york city i met i rush limbaugh was basically you know uh kind of part of the family you know it, it's weird how it parallels that my father was the anchor man for rush limbaugh and then and also filled in for paul harvey the only person to fill in for paul harvey and then years later here i go on to be sort of basically the anchor man along with greg reese and darren mcbreen uh and rob do the the anchor men for alex jones mm -hmm. you know and it's so it's just the, the circle just continues that's amazing awesome yeah, yeah man the apple Love falls it. close wow yeah that's intense well i mean i think that's uh it's a really interesting thing how like in the truth liberty movement there's so much overlap between musicians and uh truth people you know what i mean i think maybe then maybe that's what uh separates us from i don't know i don't know I've noticed just that. Uh, you know what? You know what I you know what it is. Dude? I think it's the, it's the vibration thing. Musicians, it's all about vibration. If you if your mm -hmm. guitar is out of tune, it's because the vibrations are out of tune. Yeah. So it's and like, frequency too. Yeah, and frequency and so a cer all, certain you know, frequencies. Did yeah. you know that four thirty three that all modern music is in is uh, they change that frequency because it's actually, it's more annoying than the original frequency. Yeah, it should yeah. be 432. It's at 444. Yeah, I think it was yeah. 444. Sorry. Yeah. It was originally at 432. I'm, I'm thinking of video. Wanna... I'm thinking of 33 frames per second. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I actually want to do, I want to start recording at 432 and just yeah. doing it. And the only, the yeah. only reason, I mean, Hendrix recorded at 432. Yeah, he sure did. Yeah, there's a lot of people that do that. And it, and you listen to a Hendrix record, man, and you then you go listen to Stevie Ray Vaughan do it, tuned to 444. And Stevie Ray Vaughan is just as good, dude. Mm -hmm. But there's that, but Hendrix that is frequency. playing in a tune that's the correct tunage. And well, well Hendrix was an alien. 
Yeah. Just, yeah. I, I mean, I was just listening to Hendrix the other day, and it's just like, dude, this guy did all this in four years, and he died at 27. Like, we got so robbed by the mafia that killed him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's my opinion. Yeah. But uh, I, I think they took him out. But, uh, I mean, can you imagine? He did that in four years, all of that. Yeah. You know, and and it's just you listen to it, and it's there's a lot of LSD involved, but uh, but of course Jimmy is a very sensitive, funny genius. He was just a, a very sweet person, apparently, according to everybody. He was just uh, a good, good, good person. Um, but um, you know, nothing comes close to like the to that meteoric. He's in his own building, but. Yeah. yeah he's playing he's tuned to e flat yep. and and you tune down to d yeah. yeah and that and it just it's more it it gets down into your gut you know like with uh 444 it's up in your brain mm. whereas like you go deeper and lower into those frequencies you can feel it in your body you know and other if there are things such as chakras it starts triggering those you know and yeah if you look at cathedral windows they have a certain shape and there's you can pull it up on the internet cathedral w- windows mirroring um frequency symbols when you put sand on a frequency table and then vibrate it to yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true it'll, it'll form these patterns and they've shown that they're the same patterns that are in in cathedrals and they, they, they knew music was different before the 50s because the tuning has been changed. It's like when you take water and you run it through the microwave, yeah. it totally messes it up. Like if you have two plants and you pour regular water in one and just and only microwave water that's been cooled down in the other one, the, the other plant is not going to grow as well because it's been it's been. Mm-hmm. It's, everything's been sucked off of it. That's so I don't. Music is, they're taking that spiritual force off of music at the very base, yeah. Because they changed the tuning. On what is what is? I guess I'm not. I'm not in music. I don't really. I, I don't. So what is what is like four 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 versus four three two? What exactly does that mean? So so a four forty. When you tune to a four forty, it's the you're, hertz. Right. Yes. 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 So your notes, your A, your E, there's going to, you know, Hertz is cycles per second. It's how you're going to move the air. The air is going to move in a certain way when you, when you strike something that makes an A in the air. So it's here. But if you tune it and have it resonate in a different way at 432, now, now all the sound that you make is going to resonate at a different, at a different speed. So that when you start to create your chords, you're going to put an A together, you're going to put a C together, you're going to put an E together. Now those three things working together are going to shake the air. It's going to move everything in a certain way. What happens with 440 that doesn't happen with 432 is that in 440, it creates dissonance. There's dissonant chords and dissonance is what Frank was saying. It's, if, if there's certain frequencies that in 440 in, in, in that is that are so dissonant that if you played them to somebody at a high level, at a high DB, it would literally kill them. Yeah. Mm. And and 
and and again has as Frank indicated and John indicated that at one point in our timeline the key change happened everybody started the, the tuning became a440 as a standard instead of 432 and why is another is is another conversation but so again it's it, there it's the dissonance within the chord structures of 440 it's a big conversation because uh we have evidence that they have frequency emitters all over this country i know i, I know that's getting out there but no, it's um, not. but yeah they have ways like even with the school shootings that we saw early on uh there was there was talk that that there were emitting stations that were controlling these shooters and so on and so forth. I, it's getting. Wait, let's go get back to uh, relationships. Well, I, I got a funny one. I got a funny one here. When you, when you, when you were talking about the a, a music, you guys remember this? You guys remember this back in the day? This is the GQ magazine. Uh, they gave Biden a big like photo shoot to make Stop. him look all hot, hot and like really like the, the coolest guy in town. But Stop. if you now you musicians here. I'm gonna zoom in. Can you tell me what chord Biden is playing right there? Yeah, that is a wow. That's that is a that's oh, no. he's trying to do a G, but that's a it's an A minor. It's A minor. <laughs> it's, it, it's almost A minor. That's it's third. almost A minor. Yeah, that's, no, that's A seven. That's A seven, Mike. He's yeah. not. He's, he's lifting that. The he doesn't that have that third, third finger up. That's A seven. Okay. All right. Well, to me, that was the joke. He's yeah. Playing, he's playing That's funny. I don't know. I only play the top string. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Right. Exactly. I don't know. So that speaking of which, let's go down. Let's go down the line. You you get pick a couple of songs, one to fuck to, and one <laughs> to serenade, right? To 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 romance. If you had to pick two songs to fuck to, two songs to serenade, uh, you have to. I mean, it's going to be tough, I'm sure, because it's just a, a lemon meringue, fishbone to fuck to. Okay, wow, you were on that. I guess we'll start with John. <laughs> um, okay, and I'll that's counter one. that with wait. I'll counter that with lying ass bitch by fishbone. Okay, Michael, I'll, that's nice. revenge. Uh, Oh, I'm not good at this. These I types. know. I love. Don't <laughs> put Mike through this. I'll go. I'll. I'll, I'll go with. I'll Mike's go not with, participating. Uh, He's abstaining. I'm even trying to think though. Like I'm no. trying to participate. I just. All right, I'll, Scott. I'll, you, I'll, Scott, we'll come back to you, Scott. Hey man, nice shot right there. That's funny for a couple different. Sure? <laughs> <laughs> yep, there you go. Is that what that song was about? That's oh what yeah. That song was about, no. Yeah. <laughs> no, that that song. Rich actually, the singer filter got. We got him on an airplane and he was drunk, and so he's like, "Give me pills to sleep," and then he fell asleep, and then he woke up. He, he woke up in first class. We had put blankets on him and he was hot. So he took all his clothes off. He's like, why am I sleeping in bed with all my clothes on? And then like he went, he crashed out. And then he woke up to go to the bathroom and he was on a plane. With no clothes on. <laughs> wow. So that, that was, uh, luckily he had boxers on. <laughs> but it was, I found him another time wasted at a hotel. I was checking out. We we're on the same floor. You know, when you go to the elevator, there's like windows with curtains. It was at this hotel in Houston where there was like every 20 feet, there was a window with curtains. And I go to the elevator and I hear Frank. And I look around, I'm like, what the fuck? Hey, Frank. 
And I look back down the hallway and he's peeking out from behind these, these uh, curtains. Like, dude, come here. And I'm like, what the fuck? He's like, dude, I got locked out of my bedroom, man. I, I, I put the food tray outside and I got locked out and he was butt ass naked. Wow. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, come to my fucking room. Like, I'll have fucking the, I'll have the fucking uh, tour manager come up here and get you back in your room, dude. Like, yeah, I don't know. That's intense. That's wow, so man. Shelby, what do you, Shelby, what do you, you and your husband go on a date, you come home. What are you putting on to fuck? I mean, uh, oh, you got you got you here missed, late. Yeah, you missed you got, the first. You, you missed the first. To the fucking show. Yeah, you missed the first part of this. Uh, no, today I filed for a divorce. But <laughs> oh, if if I was going to listen to anything, if I want to fuck to anything, it's Morgan fucking Wallen because I love him. But no. um, I don't know. Jeez, I could think of like one million songs. Honestly, I I could do that all day. So, okay, so what Morgan Wallen song? We got to be specific. Oh. I, I put a segment out there and I refuse to not. There's like so many. You got to give me one minute. Let me think. Yeah. Okay, he's Michael. Like, he's Michael, got like you, Michael you've had a, you've had enough time now. Come on. Uh, <laughs> end with the doors. This is the end. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really long song too. So yeah, there you go. That's you got some time. To, you got some time. Yeah, to... This could be the last time. You know. Yep. 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 Yeah. <laughs> This is it. This yeah, is are it. we going for length? We could go like Freebird, Leonard Skinnerd. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're strategically thinking about this, yes, you want a song that has length so that you could fit more in, right? You don't, for example, you don't want a misfit song. It's two minutes, it's over. <laughs> yeah. There's no longevity in you know, like, a, like, say, like Supper's Ready by the Genesis, like a whole whole side of a record, dude. Like you put the, just put the record on until it's finished. 30 minute song. Yeah, see, this is that's right because you know what? You can't just have one song. I mean, come on, Zach. Oh, well, these songs I'm picking, I'm just picking this would be a song on repeat. You could, we'll say that on repeat, but that would kill the mood. No, you gotta have like a whole, you gotta have like a whole DJ. You better fucking finish, you better have a fucking that KY shit that makes you more sensitive because we got one scenario. We got Uh, one song on this scenario, (laughs) one song on repeat forever. You get one, that's it. Yeah. Okay. What about Mine? you, Zach? Come on. Monster Mash. <laughs> Monster Mash. <laughs> uh, nice. <laughs> Monster Mash. He was waiting, man. He was yeah. waiting. For that. that was good. No, that was yeah. Good yeah. I'll do. I'll do Monster Mash for what I want to fuck to, and I'll do Crazy Bitch by Buck Cherry to serenade somebody. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. There you go. Nice. All right. There you okay. go. Well, how about this, guys? So just to let you guys know, we go usually go about 90 minutes. So um, you guys want to open up the phone, see if anybody's in the audience wants to chime in, yeah. say hey. Yeah. All right, let's do that. All right, everybody. So you know the number, one eight three 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 unject It's one 386 Oh, should we listen to uh, my creepy voice? Right oh, yes, 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 yes. Let's do, do that. water break. Yeah, yeah, for, for sure, for sure. Anybody need to take so, a break, whatever? Well, yeah, set this up, Shelby. I got so it right you guys. Here. Yesterday, I got a call four times in the day. And I thought, this is weird. Why does this number keep calling me? And finally, they leave a voicemail. Uh, and it's it came in as uh, the... Here, I'll read it, what it says. Well, it came in as the CDC... Oh, are you sure? Yeah, let's just surprise him. Okay, well, I already said half of it. Yeah, but yeah. here, okay. Here's okay. the voicemail. Here you guys go. We are conducting the National Immunization Survey, a nationwide survey about childhood immunization. Would you please call us at 1-877-220-4805 
to let us know whether or not there are any children between 6 months and 17 years old living or staying in this household. The number again is 1-877-220-4805. Thank you. You know, it's what? funny you play that. My, my, da- my daughter got the same message. My daughter played me the same, really? pretty much verbatim the same okay. message. Here's my question. And I, I'm is, in New are, York. Are her children unvaccinated? No, she's 14. Oh. <laughs> yes. Oh, wow. well, okay, wait. Is, okay, wait. Is she unvaccinated? Yes. So, so I think that obviously this is targeted towards people who are not vaccinated because... I mean, yes, I've got three children who are completely unvaccinated from birth. They'll send me letters in the mail that will say, we've been trying to reach you, but you won't answer. Uh, You need to take your child in for a well visit. And I'm like, no, it's been years. I'm never going to. Um, But yeah, I think that's why they're calling. You know, the voice, (laughs) that voice on that voicemail sounded like the imitation of a nerdy white guy you do. You're like, are there any uh, kids (laughs) in your house? Or not vaccinated? <laughs> it sounds like an imita- It sounds like a mockery of like a, a fucking accountant. He it's sounds creepy, heavily right? vaccinated. He sounds yeah, he does. Vaccinated. Yes. yes. Oh, and Very speaking heavily. of heavily vaccinated individuals, when I was at the courthouse today, oh god, <laughs> the court clerk helping me uh, on her desk. She has a big sticker like this big, okay, and it says, "I got vaccinated." And then on her shelf, she had three bobblehead dolls that were all Fauci wearing oh. masks. You're kidding me. Uh, you know what you should have said? You know you should have uh, said to him? Can you get me a non-vaccinated clerk? Because I don't want No, to they all vaccinated. are. Every yeah. single one of them. And so I was like honestly concerned because I have my injected on every single thing. So I like yeah. turn over my phone and I'm like, this, I just got to get represent. through this. No, they'll fuck you over here. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because you're dealing where, with. Where is here? Is that? Hawaii. I'm going to guess. I'm, I'm just going to take a wild guess. California? Close. Hawaii. Really? What? Oh, Hawaii. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hawaii. Yeah. You know what's crazy? Yeah. So the. Uh, Listen, I've never I've never not understood why people got the vaccine. I I completely 100% can wrap my head around why somebody would do that, especially with everything that was coming out and and it was just a bull rush of 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 shit that they were talking about and and it was a, a lot of fear surrounding it and a lot of uh, coercion with like if you don't get the vaccine, you might not have your job, that type of thing. I I always 100% understood that. What I never really could just wrap my head around was like the adoration and veneration of Fauci. I never could understand how somebody would just like look up at like they treated him like a superhero. Like, yeah, like a superhero. It was weird because for I mean, like they treated him like it's if the only way you were okay if you didn't get the vaccine was if Fauci fucked you raw because then you'd be immune to COVID-19 like that was it was it's nuts so like the Fauci merch it's like I don't understand I never understood yeah the the whole vaccine is like a false idol and that's why they they worship it they worship it's a cult it's like Jim Jones it's you know it's Kool-Aid time I mean for sure like put your white knives on motherfuckers (laughs) as far as it's like they got all these well-meaning people because if you look at the average democrat they're not Mm -hmm. they're like you know like they're they're like a hippie like like a peace peace and love 
Right. And they totally tricked these well-meaning people into taking vaccines and now like supporting straight up fascism. And you go to them and you're like, do you realize that the rainbow flag in 2020, in 19, in 2023 is the same thing as a Stoshka in 1943. And they're like, no way we're good. We're the good guys. Yeah. And they're not. And it's, that's what blows me away is that like, they, they are exactly what they say they're fighting against, and they can't see it. And they Just will to be clear, that does not mean that the swastika in 2023 is good. They didn't do a reversal. It's just now both of them are in, in the bad part. That's it. Well, well, they both symbolize fascist regimes. Yeah. That's what they are. That The Nazis were fascism. <laughs> what you have with the LGBT community, that's fascism. Because it's pushed by the big corporations with government. Yeah. And of course, I'm just going to throw it in there as a fact is that the swastika was taken from the Hindus. That's true. Yeah. So, so, I mean, it's just as weird as the rainbow flag. But if you look at Nazi Germany films, there's swastikas everywhere. It wasn't because the government or the Nazis were buying the flags. It was because the corporations and the people were buying the flag. And mm-hmm. everywhere. You look at the rainbow flag where it's everywhere. You go, you go down a suburban street, it's everywhere. That's not the government buying that. That's individual citizens buying it. And then you go to, when I was at, in, at the, week, the January 6th weekends, all before January 6th, like the U.S. Bar Association, three-story tall rainbow flags, banners. Like, you know what it is, dude? That's the U.S. Bar Association's paying for that. Coca-Cola's paying for that, you know? Mm-hmm. This is the, the damn Rotary Club, man. You got to look out for the Rotarians. There's a, there, there's a pattern of, of movements that turn out to be horrendous, to be, to be a tremendous net negative on society that tend to hijack symbols that are innately good, right? So, obviously, the Nazis with the Hinduism um, – you know, even communism with the hammer and sickle, hammer and sickle signifies hard work and, and self-reliance. Um, and the rainbow, obviously rainbow is a beautiful, I dude, I was driving down, um, guard state parkway. It was one of those days where it's raining, but the sun is out and it was just beautiful rainbow. And I, it was to the point where I was like looking at it so much that I was a danger to the people around me on the road because <laughs> I wasn't paying attention. And I, I like in oh, the moment I say Parkway is paying attention. That's true. <laughs> Actually, it's the only way you can avoid an accident is to either drive absolutely hammered or just look at a rainbow. Never pay attention to what you're doing. Um, but it, it is there's this idea that that if they feel they feel like if they can take a symbol that is uh, universally good prior to the hijack of the symbol, that will draw a lot of people in, and it does. Because, yeah. you know, rainbow signifies, I mean, it symbolizes beauty and, and, and you know, natural um, aesthetic pleasure. It's, it's something that everybody, everybody's drawn to. Um, everybody, you know, a hammer and sickle. Everybody loves somebody who, could, like, has a it's, farm. It represents fucking... the Holy Spirit. Yeah, yes. the rainbow. You know, a is, rainbow. Like, yeah. I saw a rainbow today. I was out watering the garden, and the rainbow came through, and I was like, you know, I mean, where does this thing come from? You know, it comes from nature. It's completely, you know, this is from God. This is from the universe. You know, I mean, what is this rainbow? You know, right? It's and, and it's it's spiritual. It's the same. 
sort of thing, Zach, that you're saying that the devil used in the Garden of Eden. He used the beautiful apple, that that fruit. And that goes to the you know, the beauty of the apple, the the aesthetic, the way that it looked, and you know that it tastes good, the hunger in, inside of us, and the way that the devil manipulated all of that. I think it's the same. I think that you just described the same thing, where we pull these symbols that appeal to us, appeal to our humanness, but but they're but they're misappropriated because it's disingenuous in its delivery to us. It's loaded, right? They 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 load they're they're loading those symbols with something i want to wretch when i when i drive around and i see rainbow flags hanging from people's houses like why do you need to tell me that like why do you need why do people need to express that i don't need to express that i'm a heterosexual christian you, you know by by putting something outside of my house you know like a big cross yeah. on my lawn or something i don't feel that i need to do that but I see. People- Can you imagine if we started uh, expressing ourselves as heterosexuals yeah. in the streets? I, I want to figure out how. You, I can you that. imagine what that would look like? Oh my goodness! I mean, it'd be, it'd be a, a heterosexual flag, never-ending. Or oh, it looked like New Orleans. Sorry, I can tell you exactly what the expression of the heterosexual male looks like. It's called a 1994 Dodge Ram commercial. That's what that's called. <laughs> yeah. Dude, yeah. I had an '86 Dodge Ram Charger. It was. It's like nice. the. It's like the. Um, it's like the OJ, the Bronco, but the the Dodge like SUV was so sick. God, I love it. I need to get nice. a Dodge Ram Charger. Yeah. yeah. Huh. It's a Dodge Ram Charger four by four, 1986 was sick. Wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. They've got those new Broncos out. Pretty. So right. I, I know, dude, I watched the, the crash test of the all like this year, all the SUVs and the Broncos folded like yeah, it, that was it. Oh, but really? I, I, I bought my Dodge Ram Charger and it was that color right there. And it was it was it had a two inch lift on it like that. I love that thing, man. What and year I, did I, you have it? What's that? What year did you have that? Because the gas must have been unbelievable. <laughs> oh yeah, dude, I had that when I I was in when I graduated from high school in '88, and my protagonist had one of those that his parents bought him brand new. So when I got in the filter, I saw one in East LA. I was just hanging out with my buddy for some reason. We're driving to this used car. We see this used car lot on the side of the road, and I'm like, dude, I want that thing. And so I bought it and I had it for like the whole time I lived in Chicago. I had this big ass, huge truck, like people are like, what the hell are you doing with this, dude? I'm like, dude, anything that, I want, bro. Usually, usually, <laughs> usually vehicles measure gas mileage by miles per gallon, but that thing measures by gallons per mile. <laughs> you know, I think it was like eight, eight or 11 or something like that. It was bad. And I, I drove it back and forth from LA to Chicago three times. Wow. It was awesome, dude. Yeah, it's probably no. no, It's not much different than my truck, probably. That would have fucking fifteen miles to the gallon. Drain the Saudi oil reserves by making a trip from fucking Chicago to Denver. Yeah, that's wild. (laughs) That's awesome. Good times. Although, here's what I will say though: that shit was that old. Those old things were just fucking steel. So yeah. you could fucking absolutely. I mean, if you crashed, you were completely safe. But if you ran into a pedestrian, goodbye. See oh, ya. Yeah. Goodbye. Yeah. You could get yeah. in the engine when you were working on it. You could climb up in the under the hood and sit there on the side of the 
hood and work on the car. Wow. Like dope. And wow. They get so much wow. Yeah. yeah, we've How moved. How do we get talking about this? Let's talk about relationships. Relationships, okay. Dude, All right. you can talk in a car. <laughs> you can talk in a, a lot of, and actually, this is true. Especially in like the 80s, car culture was big in relationships. Yeah, I mean, even like pick, the 50s, the 60s, 50s, right? 60s go to the drive in, go to the drive in. Yeah, you pick, dude, you fucking, she says, pick me up at seven. You're like, fuck, I'll be there at 6.58. I don't give a shit. I'll be two minutes early. I don't care if I feel, I, I don't care if I seem a little anxious, whatever. I'll pick you up. We'll, we'll swing by McDonald's, which isn't the same McDonald's that we have today. So we can eat two burgers and not become morbidly obese the next day. It's going to be a fun fucking time. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Cars. I, I, I think actually cars probably when you think about it, cars changed dating. Oh, yeah. Like, changed, yeah, changed yeah. the whole world. Everything. Mass mass. Well, obviously, but mass manufacturing of cars is like, dude, when if you had a car, even even when I was in high school, this is in the 2000s. This is like 2010s up in high. When I was in high school, it's like the moment you had a car, you're like, it's fucking pussy time. Yeah. It's it's well, I, I started saving up for my first car when I was like five years old. I had like my car box, I called it. So we'd go on vacations and I just pick up things that I would put in there that I would eventually put in my car. And I got dude, I was like the first one in my class because I my I have an August birthday. So it was like uh, the first um it was either i'd be either be the oldest one in the class or the youngest one in the class so my parents held me back a year so i was the oldest one first one to get my license got my car right away actually i got my car before my license so i was just like balling dude nice it was a lot of what was it what was your first car i'll pull this up here uh it, it was a it was a beast galaxy no 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 let me see let me see let me speak see. while he's there pulling this it up is oh come on baby there it is I got some different rims on it, but this is this is it right here, dude. Ninety-one Pontiac Bonneville. It's huge. Look at dude. that back seat. You got dude, a lot of room a back there. Back oh. seat, dude. That, that thing. Plenty oh. of room for a sixteen-year-old back yeah. there. Oh yeah. <laughs> that thing. Oh my God, the memories. All oh, the memories. Was it? You could oh. use the hood too. That's yeah. how I lost mine. Oh. <laughs> oh, nice. On a Jaguar that belonged to somebody else. Nice. Wow. Hey, that's good. Ah, that's oh, awesome. man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hilarious. Dude, I totaled my first fucking car. I had a, really? I had like a early 2000s Nissan Sentra, and mm. I uh, failed to yield to oncoming traffic and absolutely fucking totaled it. <laughs> oh, jeez. Just fucking. That explains he, a lot, Zach. Oh. Dude, he, dude, the radiator blew up in the car. He was <laughs> fucking crazy. Jesus. Yeah, wow. the brakes blew out too. Like when he hit it, like I, I was rolling down a hill and I remember I like pulled up like on a like a grassy knoll up toward a Wendy's mm-hmm. and uh, the manager came out and I swear to Christ, this fat fucking woman, she comes out, she's walking down the hill and my car is pulled up on the hill. She goes, I swear to Christ, she looks at me in the eye and she goes, you get in an accident? And I'm like, yeah, what? <laughs> yeah. Can you call somebody? <laughs> I don't know where my phone Please. is in there. Can you call? I know. Somebody? I know. Michael's from. Somebody? I know. Michael uh, from hails from Jersey. Zach, you're from Jersey, aren't you? No, I live in Jersey. I'm from South Dakota. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, cool. And Where, here's, which here's, part of Jersey uh, are you, are you living in? Montclair. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's by. It's I used by to live in Summit. Newark. I already told Michael this. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. That's... I used to. I used to park uh, over there at the Short Hills Hilton over there. I used to. It was like uh, the Sopranos when the Sopranos was being filmed. I would park cars 
for the mafia mm-hmm. and they would roll up in like you know just i mean there was a lamborghini one time you know I and mean, it was ridiculous um but yeah i i i miss jersey man jersey yeah, is I'm, when you like it's michael's like no no the history is is truly amazing it's been infiltrated and 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 polluted politically and socially and um it's kind of turned into something that is no longer necessarily uh you know desirable for people but i think um you know even all the way i think back in the 90s it was it was great it's but now it's yeah like it this is the type of and i'm in a town where i did the new york times test where you can check what the surroundings what your community is politically like where they lean and it's like 98 percent liberal where i'm at Mm, and um this was like when i was i think it was 2021 i was walking i was just out walking outside on the sidewalk and i didn't have a mask on and a guy from the other side of the street who had a mask on crossed the street to confront me about not wearing a mask outside. Yep. And I was like, dude, I, I can't. I I'm meant I'm developmentally delayed, and you're yelling at a developmentally delayed person, so you shouldn't it's feel good. It's a cult. It's cult. It is a cult. Yep. Yep. It's yeah. a cult. <laughs> so I also th- I feel the same way about being Italian. I think that's a cult. I don't think that's a real race. I think it's just a cult. <laughs> it's just a, a state of mind. It's just yeah. A state of mind. Yeah. That's I think it's hilarious. like it's like Rajneesh from the wild, wild country where you hey, that's, everybody yeah, that's, red and orange. That's, that's out in my neck of the woods. That's well where I used to live. Yeah, yeah, out in Oregon, man. Like the Rajneesh. There's I've heard a lot of local legends about that stuff. That was crazy. You were there, you were there while they were there? Well, I don't know what the exact time frame. Like my parents, my dad was kind of like a pretty hippie dude. And he would tell me stories about, I don't think he had anything to do with it, but he would tell me stories about like, you know, cause that was over in like, just over the mountains in Eastern, like kind of central Oregon. And he had some land out there. And, uh, you know, I, I basically was born and raised kind of in the just Portland and then kind of way out suburbs, like an hour from Portland. Um, and so, you know, it was, it was part of our, it's part of our history out there. So it's very interesting. Talk about making a, parallel society a parallel system like holy crap as long as you don't go in and start poisoning the local communities like you're yeah they, they yeah. literally like the whole <laughs> i watched the documentary on netflix yeah. and the whole time i was like these guys aren't that bad these i know good. i was like, like i was like these guys and then they were like crush they're putting mercury in the water and yeah like, well, and then they start poisoning the towns and it's like well there you go i mean i'm sure you know what i'm sure what that probably was as what we all know now, you know, whenever there's like an organic grassroots movement of people that are getting together, doing amazing things, they get infiltrated and subverted and put out. So that was probably somebody whispering in, in uh, Oso or whatever his name's ear or people that just, you know, the feds can't let people have a good time, man. They have to come in and infiltrate it and flush it down the tube. You know, as we know, as we all know, is there ever putting MRNA in the water? Yeah, dude, that's. Probably. Essentially, probably what's coming, dude. So, do you I don't guys know. think? Do you think it's in? Um, like when you go to the dentist, do you think they have it in Novocaine yet? Ooh, that's that would be a good delivery system. It's just yeah. covert. Listen to this. I mean, what what if we were running things? You know, it'd be yeah. like, uh, hey guys, uh, you know, we're doing everything under the table. So, yeah. Um, 
this guy over here, he wants to put fluoride and everything around everyone's brains, put mm-hmm. that in the water. But I'm thinking uh, he's a creep, and uh, I think we should put X in the water for one yeah. night. Just let the whole town, <laughs> everyone just yeah. just loving on each other, you know. And they'll, yeah. all, they'll all wake up the next day and be like, you know, who am I hugging right now, you know. Well, listen to this. So this is very interesting. This is something that uh, you know I've covered recently, John. If you haven't seen this, this might be of interest to you. So this is a uh, there's a guy named Parker Crutchfield. You should look him up. He's a very like you know probably a trust fund kid. But his this is a paper you know PubMed. They're talking about uh, the idea of compulsory moral bio enhancement should be covert. So listen to this. It some, says some theorists argue that moral bio enhancement ought to be compulsory. So you could say this argument for anything that these injections should be compulsory. They should be forced or whatever these bio enhancements that they have planned for us should be forced. Right. That's what they're saying. He says, I take this argument one step further, arguing that if moral bio enhancement ought to be compulsory, then its administration ought to be covert rather than overt. This is to say that it is morally preferable for compulsory moral bioenhancement to be administered without the recipients knowing that they are receiving the enhancement. My <laughs> argument for this is that if moral bioenhancement ought to be compulsory, then its administration is a matter of public health and for this reason should not be governed by public health ethics. I argue that the covert administration of a compulsory moral bioenhancement program better conforms to public health ethics and does not overt compulsory program, in particular a covert. So, yeah, so a compulsory program promotes values such as liberty utility equity and autonomy better than an overt program does thus a covert compulsory moral bio enhancement program is morally preferable to an overt so they're saying that if we've already decided this is what's best for the cattle for the sheep for the people yep. and then and if, if it's based on our decision then it's probably best that they don't know about it yeah this is i have point. one message for parker crutchfield yeah fuck, fuck you <laughs> yeah hang parker. them by their toes yeah. hang crazy. them by their toes it's, it's yeah. absolutely insane that he would justify that notion with the term liberty there's a word yep. there's a very bizarre you guys remember uh, leanne mcadoo right no she was on InfoWars. Info yeah, she was at Info yeah, 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 yeah. Leanne, I'm sure she's watching right now. But uh, we got into a, a debate one time about tar and feather. She thought it was a racial connotation, mm. but it goes back to the revolution. Yeah, that yeah. they would tar and feather. You know, there'd be white people tar and feathering white people. Yeah, it was carrying them around the town square. Only white people. Yeah, I didn't yeah, know it was a racial thing. I thought it was more no, for like, well, no, no, no. I mean, it, yeah, it became, I guess, it, you know, but uh, but that's where we used to be as a culture. And my wife had a really good point about how we used to eliminate all of these people in our society, mm-hmm. you know, that committed just things that were just beyond the pale. Yeah. And we used to do that on a regular basis, like whether it was, you know, public hangings or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I'm not calling for that. I'm just saying that's I'm just uh, observing uh, that that's the way our civilization used to be. And now we just uh, we kill through abortion. Um, and I'm not one side or the other there. I'm just, again, observing uh, we kill the majority of the black population gets killed and then we kill off. Can you imagine how many Einsteins have been killed? Yeah. You know, and and instead of uh, that Einstein that got aborted, 
we've got some freak who wants to go and you know get child porn on his computer and become a an investigative journalist at abc you know and and, and downplay uh, pizzagate Th- those are the people that we have in our society that are making waves now you know or even Instead worse of- People yeah. from fucking Flagstaff, Arizona. Ugh. Oh no! <laughs> Damn. No. Strong no. feelings about Flagstaff, Arizona. Smokies yeah. is great. I love Flagstaff, man. Yeah, Smokies is a great place. It's actually beautiful over there. Yeah. We got anybody out there from Flagstaff? Listen, if you're from Flagstaff, take solace in the fact that you're a little bit better than the people from Tucson. Okay. <laughs> Jeez. That's, That's hilarious. Shout out to all our Arizona listeners. Get on injected.com, find a good, healthy mate, and maybe you can make the next generation not as maybe you can country out you there. Two, you two can yeah. move. <laughs> you can move, yeah. <laughs> well, shoot, you guys. We did an hour and a half. I think we we did we got into some very interesting topics. Pretty fantastic. Yeah, yeah that's great. I really want to just say the American Liberty Awards, August 12th, 8 p.m., Austin, Texas. If you're not there, I don't know what you're thinking. We're all going to be there. We're all going to be hanging out. All, like everybody on this call, I believe, is going to be there. So yeah. please come hang out with us. Not only that, but there's going to be a big InfoWars Summerfest event the next day. Public event. Come hang out with all of us. Not on for the for the award show, but come hang out with us for the freaking party in the park the next day. Which that's where I met Frank for the first time last year. It changed my life that day, right? And it's just like it's like the coolest. Uh, I can't even. I can't even. Wrap my mind around how cool it's going to be this time. So anyway, uh, let's so uh, let's go around and plug anything you guys want to shout out and promote. And let's start with uh, let's start with John. John, thank you so much for being well, here. Well, uh, Frank and I are actually starting a podcast. Uh, no Sunday, really? first one. Oh, so it's our, it already has a site, um, and it is blahblahshow.com. Oh, that's right, that's right, that's right. Yeah, blahblahshow.com. So cool. Um. I also have I like a poor man's uh John Prine, Bob Dylan uh Drudge Report. It's called dailynewscollective.com. And then of course you can find uh my reports on band.video at Bound Reports. Uh, look at this, look that's, at this. Blah, blah, that's pretty show, much dude. Yeah, yeah. All yeah, right. that's me and that's me and my family right there. That's that's okay, the cool. show that last show was about uh, the album we did together. Okay, but perfect. I'm going to put this in the notes. John, what was that second uh, URL that you said? Dailynewscollective.com. Thank you. I'll I'll add this all in the notes. It is a very, uh, but basically it's just pulling up um, just like drudge, but I'm not behind the scenes trying to, I I just put it on autopilot. Yeah. And it it just pulls up uh, as many articles as I could get in there to the feed. There it is. And just does its thing. And then I put podcasts up there of my own that I did. Cool. Um, you know, just uh, John Bound politics, uh, and so you can find me at Newsbound on Twitter and uh, John Bound politics on Twitter. Cool, cool, cool. Thank you, sir. Nice. Really, really appreciate you joining Indeed. us, man. Yeah, keep up the amazing Thank work. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, uh, Michael. How can the people go follow and support you? Uh, com spelled M I C H. A-L-E, officialmichaelgraves.com. And then from there, uh, you can link over to the American Liberty Awards and get tickets for that. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, at Radio Deadly. Nice. Okay, That's cool. Nice. You got a whole... You got a whole yeah, look at all your shows. Look at all these shows, dude. Are you coming back to Nashville anytime soon? Let's see. No, no, no. Okay, well, holler at me when you're, <laughs> next time you're in Nashville, dude. Awesome. I, well... 
Um, and then of course, Frank, how can everybody follow and support you, man? Just go to American Liberty Awards.com. Um, check it out on Twitter at Liberty underscore awards. I'm also on Twitter at full metal MAGA. Um, and, uh, and keep a lookout for the blah, blah show that John and I are going to be starting up here right after it's, it's probably, it's probably the first one's probably going to be either right before the awards or the day after the awards. So, um, and if you haven't gotten a ticket yet, they're, we're like, Almost sold out, so it'll yeah. be sold out by the time the show. It'll be sold out. You guys, that's better, amazing. You better, you better get on that, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. You got so, seven yeah. hours, twenty minutes, or twenty seven days, seven days, hours, forty six minutes, and twenty five seconds. Ah, it's it's so soon. Yeah, I know, dude. <laughs> oh Frank, you Frank, you have like a, a deacon energy. I've noticed. <laughs> deacon, what do you mean? A deacon, a very um. He's a Not, spiritual I don't advisor. Say, yeah, I was going to say, I, I don't want to say spiritual in the sense of like, you know how fucking, you know, women on TikTok run around, they say they're spiritual. <laughs> Not that, but like y- y- uh, wisdom, I suppose. Like Gandalf. Uh, you know what, what? Yeah. Like Gandalf. Yeah. You know what it is, is that making this award show, there was so much pressure and so much so many times where I was like on the verge of like telling people off and I just internalized it every time. And now I'm like, I, I, I don't know, dude. It's just, it's like, you've leveled up like you man. a gazillion pushups. Then you, you build up your freaking like I've built up those muscles now where I'm just like, I detach myself almost. Yeah. Cause it's, awesome. it really, it's not about the, what we're trying to establish here is a, it's not a revolution it's a repossession Mm. of our country and it's not it's a spiritual battle i know that that that's cliche but it's a foothold man yeah you you've you've made this foothold that needed to happen it's yeah uh it's amazing frank what you've done yeah man yeah really really it really is man i mean it's just it it i say it's a wild beast but it you know, it's it's like these things that happen in life that they needed to happen, but you never thought they would happen. You know, it's just hard. It's hard to explain. It's it's uh, it's going to bring so many people together, mm-hmm. and uh, the people that matter are going to come together. And and over t- over the years, as this evolves, you know, it's uh, it's really an amazing thing. Yeah, it's like the new founding fathers, like really. Yeah. 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 Cultural founding fathers were taking this. Yeah. I mean, yeah, people yeah. talk about a this. republic if you can keep it. Yeah, yeah. People talk about the Holy Spirit and like, I'm like, yeah, what? what are you talking about, dude? You know, like the Holy Ghost, like you know, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, the Blessed Trinity. I'm like, 50, 50 over fifty years. I'm just like, yeah, okay, whatever. But making this award show, I've actually felt it at points where it's become like overwhelming scary where I'm like tuned into the goodness in the world because there's so much negativity happening right now Mm -hmm. that it in it's every reaction has an opposite reaction. And so the goodness is getting amplified and the golden souls are being lifted up to fight the demon souls that are being lifted up. It's, it's I'm very blessed and humbled to even be part of this. And like mm. God gave me an opportunity to 
to work really hard and make something that he wanted. And we did it. We all yep. did it. You know, yep. it's, yep. it's, yeah. We marched together onward. Yep. I love you guys. Love you too. Michael, did you have you. something? Michael, do you have something you want to say? I w- w- just wanted to add to when you do tap into that spirit, that Holy Spirit, which is, which is the Lord. That's God. And that's Jesus. And that peace, I think that you see in, in all of us, but especially Frank, and I, I've known Frank for years, this incredible peace in his soul is, he exudes it lately. And I, um, that's only the, the peace that, that comes when you are able to tap into that power. That is, that is the, the peace of Jesus. We can't, when we're human in, in our ways, we don't have that peace. We're, it's just not possible. Um, and for me, being around Frank and being around all of this, the, the entire team, uh, but Frank especially, something this has been really special uh, watching watching him quarterback this and, and create this. It's it's a really incredible thing. I, Somebody I'm, should have I'm, really I'm, done a documentary on, on everything totally. that, that, well, went, that Frank did because he, he really, like, He's really held it down. He's really brought people back to their senses. And uh, he's just been, you know, he, he's been this this light in the darkness, uh, you know. And, uh, and uh, you know, I I, <laughs> I don't want to make you feel too uncomfortable, Frank. Yeah, but, dude, I'm like, dude, we're not the bowling alley. Stop yeah, shining these balls. Dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but, but this really is it, – it's like – I the other night I learned that – um, on Neptune, that scientists are pretty sure that diamonds rain down continuously on Neptune, Uh-oh. and and that that reminds me of this. I mean, it's just like the, these things that you want. Like, sure, yeah, diamonds should rain down on Neptune, you know. And and Frank Cavanaugh, the base behind Filter. The I mean, go listen to some Filter, man. Mm-hmm. Um, he he should do exactly what he's doing. Yeah, it's just like diamonds raining down on Neptune right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were born for this. Stop, man. Frank, I'm gonna murder a new mother for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, Zach, you, Zach. Zach, where can they find you, dude? Uh, unfit statesman, pretty much everywhere but YouTube. Okay, nice, nice. I'm at libertylinks.io forward slash rebunked. You can find all of my podcasts, all of the places I write articles and all the fun stuff. So, <laughs> Shelby, where can they find you? Unjected.com, Unjected Official. And I know we have a Liberty Links too, right? Libertylinks.io forward slash Unjected. And that'll hey. give you, that's the link tree to everything Unjected. All and of all of our like hater articles and everything. It's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, you guys, unjected.com. It's live in full effect. If you're not go on there, on. yeah, yeah, go. yeah, yeah. And go we're still looking for affiliates. Everybody affiliates, go see yep. affiliates. Yep. Frank's our new affiliate. Yep. Everybody on this call, if you want to help, yeah. uh, you know, get under our ambassador program. And, yeah. Ambassador program. Yeah, it's gonna be. It's a lot of good stuff. So, <laughs> all right. Uh, let's see here. So yes, well, thank you all so much for joining us tonight. Um, what an amazing panel of speakers. Thank you, guys. I can't wait to give you big hugs. Hugs. Hugs in the ATX. 
All right, guys. Have a good night. And uh, next week's might be a little interesting. We'll see. We'll see if we can pull off a show over in the ATX. But <laughs> in, in any case, we'll see you guys soon. Peace. Bye. Aloha.